or else it is that you're coming to this. Uh, Ginger here with another episode of Fighting the Void, and we are once again live. Thankfully, we have figured out how to do this without the aid of Google Hangouts. Thank goodness. So we're able to stream live right to you right on YouTube. So if you've got any questions, go ahead, drop them in the chat, and we'll get to them. And those questions are going to be for, of course, one, my lovely co-host, Crystal, who is here as usual. Hello. There she is. Yay. In all of later glory. <laughs> and yeah, with, today, with us today is none other than the Hoppa Supremacy duo. We have Shane and Nico here. So welcome, guys. Hey. What's going what's on? Up? What's happening what's over happening? there? <laughs> <laughs> it's just another beautiful day up here in the Midwest. And now we've had Nico on before, a uh, few months back now. And but in the intervening time, y'all got married. Yep. Last I checked, yeah. Yeah, last last you checked. Okay. No, you remember? I'm joking. Fortunately, um, Shane, you have seemed to have survived. Nico hasn't stabbed you with any of her like golden colored knives. So this is things seem to be off to a good start. <laughs> That's Stan's fault. He gave me a bunch of knives for our wedding present. Yeah, he did. So, <laughs> did he? Yeah. Thanks well, a lot, Stan. It was like a a kit of like twenty of them. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> and do you use them for things other than stabbing Shane? Yeah, I, you know, I chop up potatoes, meat, stuff like that. <laughs> so that's good. Normal things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, Crystal was actually there for the wedding. That's correct. She was, yeah. Good times. Yeah. It was a blast. Good times. Fun. It was so nice. You guys have really well. It was, it was small, but it was like, I, yeah. I like it like that. Yeah. Not too much drama, mm -hmm. you know. It's funny too, because even though yeah. it was small, we were still hectic, you know, we're still kind of. Yeah, we were like, oh my God, there's so many things to do. <laughs> it's like, there's only like 16 people yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Me, I also had a small wedding and it there's still plenty to do and I would still much rather do a smaller wedding than like the massive monstrosities that I've been to like yeah. I, I've been to one of those ridiculous probably dropped you know ten thousand dollars on the reception weddings and it's just like why and for the record, that wedding didn't that, that marriage didn't work out. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, oops. Yeah. yeah, I remember feeling bad because me and Lucas not only got lost, but us getting lost kind of made us late. I don't remember that. Was that was that were they the last one? Yeah, we were. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember the order. I think. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. It was kind of a confusing place to get to though. Like that was our first time going there too. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everything worked out and yeah, we're still it, it alive. Mm. Which is important. Yeah. Uh -oh. so, I'm so I'm sure you guys have told the story, but how did you guys wind up meeting and start the uh, podcasting together in the first place? Go ahead. How did we meet? Yeah. Uh, we met on Twitter, so it's the best dating uh, service out there, apparently. <laughs> um, 
And then uh, what is it? I, I, I posted a goat gif, gif. I don't know how you pronounce that. Um, around here, sir, we pronounce it the correct way, gif. Gif, okay. Oh, it's GIF. So it's not the peanut butter, it's the gif. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I posted a, a goat gif and then uh, oh, what, like, when was it like a couple months later or something we met in person? A couple months. What? No, it was like a couple weeks later. Oh, okay. Should Nico actually tell the story? I think Nico should tell the story. <laughs> she tells it all the time. Well, he I asked him why did he post that gif? And then he said, Because Texas. And yeah. I was like, What do you mean Texas? And then we were, he was like, Oh, I live in Texas. And I mm -hmm. says, Oh, so do I. And then we started talking. And yeah. then I found Aww. some excuse to DM him and then we just kept talking. Yeah. And lo and behold, but how did that grow into uh, doing a podcast together? Um, well, I guess we were kind of both, um, I don't know, what is it like, polit like politically interested mm -hmm. stuff and, but not just politics too, but this like and life and culture. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's a podcast that we, well, that I liked, and then I introduced you to it. Uh, part of the problem with Dave Smith. That's the one that if anyone will, if anyone ever asked me, like, how did you become a libertarian or at the mm -hmm. very least, get interested in libertarian ideas and, and, and principles and all that it's because mm -hmm. of Dave Smith and that podcast. And so I introduced it to her. She was, she was like, Oh, this is amazing. Some, you know, light bulbs went off in her head. Like, well, yep. he's bringing up things I never thought of before or whatever. And then we were like, well, why don't we just make our own? And we want to well, also like some of my followers at the time were like, why don't you just make a podcast? Oh, and yeah. I'm like, I'd be terrible at a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we we ended up making a YouTube anyway. You're you're getting, I think you're getting uh, into your groove now with your uh, with talking whatever. It, it's been a while since I've done a podcast, so I'm like nervous right now. Yeah, because so. we kind of because we did, we've had like a little vacation. Yeah, like you're like kind of like us, you know, breaking back into the mold or whatever. So. Gotcha. Oh well, good. Yeah. Hopefully, it's the uh, the start of more to come then. Yeah. <laughs> But when it comes to telling our story, but how yeah. man, apparently I can't tell it as well as she can. Well, it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, for besides, we all know the the woman is going to remember this better. That and yeah. even if her memory is inaccurate, you're still wrong. Yeah, yeah. these are the first lessons to learn in marriage. A happy <laughs> wife equals a happy life. Oh, there you what go. A bad cliche. <laughs> what a bad you know, it, it is a completely accurate cliche. I've I, I've been married I've been married for almost sixteen years and it is a perfectly accurate cliche. <laughs> well, there you go, sixteen years. Yeah. I was gonna say that to you, oh, but you already okay. said it, oh, so oh. you read my mind. There you go. <laughs> you, you're already doing that mind reading thing. This is good. Well, that happens all the time, and it's creepy. <laughs> like, I was gonna you, say that. Or I was typing, and you said it. Yeah. Have you guys ever had it where you thought? Same exact time because it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot. And then we just look at each other like, really? Because yeah. I was going to say that. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. I, actually, my best, the best example that I that I can think of in my own marriage or something like that is my wife was on, she wanted to buy like, uh, farming property or something for a long time because where we live there's not enough sun you can't grow hardly anything except you could you, you can grow you can grow hostas all day long that's about it any anything that actually needs sunlight yeah it doesn't grow well where i'm at covered in trees 
but so she but she really was wanting to get into gardening so she'd been on me to like buy some sort of property for a very long time and right about right about this time a year ago she thought she thought she found the perfect one and she was just you know and I'm like no 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 we're not shelling out multiple thousands of dollars for a glorified garden i'm like no and she landed on this but she really wanted this one so we're sitting we're talking about it probably the seventh conversation we had about this one particular property and she was like and it was twenty five thousand dollars i'm like no that's too much i'm like well as, as we're talking in the back of my mind i said nothing about this in the back of my mind i'm like well you know if they were willing to take 18 maybe we'll do that and later that the next day while my mom went home from work she texts me what if we offer 18. wow <laughs> well, i'm like length. yeah wow. i was like well okay that's a sign go for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and and they accepted it so we have hey, that works out yeah yeah so now we have now we have a small farm. <laughs> that's nice yeah nice it is actually like, like I was saying. That was what I was talking about before we went live. That's what I was. That's uh, where I'll be going to in the morning to go and work on building a deck. Hmm. So do you have like a big garden then? She has made a massive garden. That's uh, awesome. It's it is actually. I would say it went from. I say as soon as she planted a couple of small corn plots, it went from small garden to. I mean, from big garden to small farm. Oh, wow. That's like my dream to like grow my own food. Cause then isn't that like the most anarchist thing ever? Because I, I know I'm not like technically an anarchist, mm -hmm. but you trust the government to regulate your food. I'm going to put some pesticides on your food. Oh, good. I can't Just wait. Grow your own food, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, and I know you guys are, you guys are big into the like the <laughs> big into various different healthy eating things. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think so. Uh, she kind of started it and then I kind of got involved with it. And it's like, to, it's kind of to the point now where I'm, you know, I'm like actually consciously thinking like, especially for out and restaurant, you know, we're mm -hmm. both thinking, hmm, what can we eat? Can we eat here? You know, we're like, like we're literally or looking. how to modify yeah. the, the menu. Yeah. yeah. We're one of those people. Yeah. So can we have like some, uh, do you guys have any gluten-free beer or something? More. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal, I, I I cut you off a minute ago. Oh, I was saying it's actually uh -oh. a kerosene in that there's more and more people wanting to know. I'm frozen, aren't I? Not anymore. No. I can hear you. Oh, yay. Uh sort of. Kind right of. Right when she said yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'll just put it in the chat in case you still can't hear me, but it's a trend I've noticed lately where um people are wanting to more and more get in touch with like nature and grow and whatnot and like live outside the city, including like YouTubers where you would be in the city and they're like, nah, nah, I don't go back. Well, you know, it's true. And Nico, you're right. It is kind of a an anarchist and libertarian thing to be just be like you know what we're gonna grow our own stuff here and even if it's not from uh i don't i, I don't trust the government i don't trust the big corporations it's still from uh you know what 
I'm going to do what I can to take care of myself and not have not have to rely on those other things. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good. Um, I don't know how to put it right, but yeah, I think um, when you're growing your own food and you know exactly where it's from, it's, oh, it's from right there where I'm exactly. growing. It. So you know, yeah, I mean, it's kind of an easy way to look at it, I guess. Yeah, because like then you don't need to. Like right now, when we grocery shop, we have to make sure like, especially, well, okay. It's actually more important that your meat is organic than rather your produce because of the things that happen to animals, you know, right? when they're, when the meat's not organic and it affects you more when it's the animals, especially if you're eating, well, like for us, we mostly only eat meat and vegetables or mm -hmm. mostly paleo. So. I can't say that we're all paleo because I've been eating bread lately and the bread is like amazing. Like when you haven't had it in a long time, bread is yeah, like really, really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry, but bread is fantastic. And <laughs> I, I don't think I could never, well, I don't say I could never, but it would take a lot for me to fully give up bread. Just mm -hmm. no. <laughs> this is, this is really random, but. If you're ever at a Trader Joe's, mm -hmm. get their French bread. It's amazing. I probably Isn't ate it? the whole thing in one day. Yeah. Well, next time I'm in Chicago, I'll have to see. Wait, no, we've got a Trader Joe's nearby now, I think. Because I, for the longest time, the only Trader Joe's that was anywhere close to me was in Chicago. And that's a bit more than just a, hey, I want some French bread. <laughs> drive. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I think we've actually got one, like, Somewhere within an hour of me now, I think. Maybe I'll have to look. I'll have to look it up. But if I find it, I will sw swing by and pick it up just cause. But now, um, but yeah, um, actually, meat wise, we're we've kind of gotten that. We're we're working on covering that. I would say, uh, we started raising rabbits, actually at actually at the house, and let's just say that's been an adventure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pets or to eat? Oh yeah. man, I couldn't do that. They're so cute. They are They're awful cute. cute I'll admit, but uh, but uh, and we do keep some of them as pets. Yeah, but they are also little escape artists. Yeah, because they, they know they're going to get eaten. But they may be. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are little floppy-eared Houdinis. Yeah, and um, I don't mean to interrupt this conversation but we actually have a couple questions coming in by all means sure so do we do we want to start movies or political hmm what it's hmm. up to you you're the movie person which which question came in first the movie one okay do that one first okay uh let me see what the name is uh Forever Demonetized wants to know, thoughts on the whole hashtag spider lives matter, the whole Spider-Man being removed from the Marvel Universe. Oh, are they not talking about like actual spiders lives? Because she like destroyed the whole city. Or yeah, spiders, her. that's it. They're done. <laughs> I mean, that spider nest thing you posted, okay, that, that was just wrong. I mean, sp <laughs> I spiders don't terrify me, but that... That terrifies me a little bit. 
That was the yeah. one today. And then some guy kept replying with pictures of spiders from his house. I'm like, dude, I don't want to see. Burn your house down. Burn it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry about the movie. Um, go ahead. But yeah, kind of going, going away because I don't want her to like freak out because we're just talking about spiders and then she'll like want to jump off a cliff or something. We can't um, yeah. No, story. Yeah, I can that, jump out the window. That too. Um, but yeah, for the whole Spider-Man thing, uh, I, I guess the, I, I, it sounds like there was supposed to be some actually some kind of uh, expiration date. Like it wasn't supposed to be a, um, I don't know mm-hmm. what, like, like a, oh, it's gonna be he's gonna be in the MCU till whenever we feel like it. I guess there was some actual planned out time mm-hmm. frame or something. I don't know if I'm speaking out of my ass or something on that, but um, yeah. Is there a new movie? Like what's going on? Sorry. I don't even know. Well, from what oh. I heard, Sony and uh, Marvel and, and all the people involved, because before it was just Sony with Spider-Man because they had, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie and then the, uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. It's, I it's, may it's, have it's rid- seen that. It's ridiculous how many Spider-Man movies there are. Um, yeah. But, uh, but Sony had the rights to it. And then with all his Marvel stuff, people were saying, well, when's you know, Spider-Man going to be in the MCU? And then he finally uh, was in the, Spy- in the Spider-Man, in the MCU uh, universe. I think it was Civil War was the first time he showed up, right? Mm-hmm. And really? then, yeah, yep. Captain America like Civil War. Have I seen that? I don't even remember. Did it's, you see that? It feels like 10 years ago that movie came out. It was, um, <laughs> I know. It was a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, after that, and then he had his own movie. Uh, uh, it was called uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. And oh, I then, think I saw that by accident. By, by accident. Yeah. Oh, I just stumbled upon it. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man's yeah. on. All right, cool, cool. I guess I'll just sit here for two hours. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, which was it, was, a, it was a pretty good movie. Um, and then he was in the um, Avengers Infinity War. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. That was, I think of all the MCU movies, that one's definitely top five without a doubt. I well, think. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and then he was in Endgame. That one was all right. It wasn't as good as Infinity War, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, and then he was in Far Far From Home, which we haven't seen yet. That's and the one where be, they're like in Europe or yeah, something. Yeah. To be completely honest, I don't really have that much of an interest. I'll probably watch it eventually, maybe. But as of right now, I don't really. Ah, I gotta go see it. Like it's not because honestly, it's, I feel like after it's, Endgame, it's no. Go ahead. The big. Oh. Both those credit scenes. See it from what I hear. Okay, I mean the end credit scene. Yeah, yeah, the end credit scene. It kind of reveals a big thing that is. If if they don't explore explore, basically it was a waste of an end credit scene because it's a pretty big thing to have happen. Is it? He got a bunch of uh, visions or something of different things that happen. Nope, or could nope. happen. No, nope? no, oh, okay, all right. Because I haven't seen it myself. I might go see it soon because uh, they just did a re-release of an ex- of it with an extended cut. I don't know what the deal is with this all of a sudden, but uh, which apparently very few people are going to see. <laughs> like almost no one's going to see this extended cut in the theaters at all. Yeah, because they've mm-hmm. already seen the movie. So well, uh, oh, I guess I'm gonna go see what extra ten minutes, but I'm still gonna pay full seven, price for it. Seven, kind of, yeah. 
And well, yeah. And there's a thought also that a lot of people are just pissed off that he's not in the MCU anymore. Right. So, like, so why bother? Why go see this movie when like nothing else that happens after this, unless they fix, unless they fix this deal can have any real relation to it. Yeah. And to add on to the whole situation that's going on with it, it's um, it's not just the, I, I actually haven't heard the expiration date thing, but basically Disney wanted more money for something they really weren't putting into. So um, for example, Disney, Disney wanted 50% of the entire cut by offering them 50% co-financing which really wouldn't be worth it because the people filming the Spider-Man movies are Sony and Marvel. And even though Disney owns Marvel, Marvel is enough to where have their own. So basically Marvel and I was like, hey, I give you like me anything you do. And Sony's like, no. Like, we're the ones doing all of it. We own the right to it. Well, so, well Marvel did do most. Marvel, again owned by Disney, did do most of most of the production work on 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 those two Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Sony Sony mostly handled distribution and marketing. But Sony owned yeah. What's what's that? Columbia Pictures is owned by Sony. Understood. Right. Understood, but still, the uh, Marvel Studios did most of the production work on it. Like, before, from what I read, they pretty much did all of the heavy lifting for it. And for those two movies, they got relatively little money out of it, except for I think I think the Marvel Studios got to have the merchandise rates. Hmm. I think, which of course, is no, that's not that, that's not jump change. A ton of merchandise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Regardless, I don't, I don't know that Sony understands the full ramifications of what they did by, by uh, honestly, uh, I don't blame Sony. I don't blame regardless them. of who one blames, there are ramifications that I don't think have been considered. Like, they can't even have the Tony Stark designed spider suit. Well, Disney doesn't care because Disney knows that everyone's gonna blame Sony, so really, Disney's basically unscathed in all this except for maybe except for maybe profit wise but for the most part no one's looking at disney that is mostly true and frankly i'm i i am more i'm closer on disney side than i am sony so i think they're both being jackals <laughs> so the, it, it basically came down came down to the percentage of the yeah. final cut yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah, and, yeah Disney more. and the the big the biggest red flag for for me on this, as far as who to put most of the blame on, blame on is Tom Rothman, who's running at least this part of the show at Sony these days. Tom Rothman, the reason that I I knew I knew that name when I first heard it, and then uh, I heard elsewhere that it's like, oh yeah, he was a guy who was running X Men for Fox. I was like. Oh, that idiot! Because <laughs> um, I I followed the de- development of like the first Brian Singer X Men movies pretty closely, and he was basically the, every one of those movies 
was like a quick rush job. Get a script together, get the cast together really quick. Let's film this thing and get it out in just a few months, in just a couple of months, and bam. And the reason why every movie was a rush job was Tom Rothman. Because he would delay and try to like negotiate all these different deals and everything. And you know, finally he would either give up or <laughs> or they would fall into place, but only at the last minute when it's like, okay, we really got to get this movie out now. And so he's kind of a big part of the reason why the X-Men franchise was so this. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I saw his name attached, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> Kind of just like put a whole oh okay yeah I get it now I get why this is a mess yeah yeah and it's I don't know the way it's definitely a mess I think Marvel was probably was asking too much going from their you know five percent uh first day gross to fifty to fifty percent overall yeah that's this it's a big jump yeah <laughs> I don't care who you are that's a huge jump yeah. If, yeah. But uh, but also for Sony to be like, you know, how about you still keep producing it and we still take all most of the money? Also, bad call. <laughs> yeah. No, not really. Because <laughs> it's, it's not it's not financially sound for Sony to agree to percent for did well, not any more of a web. They did not want to. Like I said, it. that was like I said, I agree that. I agree that Marvel was asking too much. I would think that they could have met somewhere in the middle. Then again, I just I have very little sim- sympathy for Disney because they are such a monopoly right now. Oh, they're they're total pricks. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. I am no fan of I, I the the House of Mouse is horrible when it comes to various things. Yeah. I mean, just look at Miley Cyrus. Oh no! Don't bring that up. <laughs> She's a train wreck. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's some. I don't know. Something about uh, working for Disney when you're young seems to destroy people. Seems like it. Oh, she yeah. married for like seven months, and then she was like, "Actually, I'm gonna go make out with a woman now." And now we're we're parting ways to focus on our careers. That's yeah, yeah. that's the reason. Yeah, yeah. Focusing on on careers. Yeah, let's just say I'm totally on baby Thor's side on that one. <laughs> so, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on MCU moving forward? Like, you know, despite the Spider-Man stuff, all the stuff that they've announced, you're thinking, oh, I'm still going to go watch Marvel movies because yeah. after Endgame, it's kind of just well, now what? You know, because yeah. maybe they'll, maybe they'll surprise us with the stuff that coming. Maybe maybe they're going to come up with some you know a good movie, or whatever else. To they're me, gonna- it just seems like I don't know, like. Like now, I can't watch anything else without it being like, oh, well, this is just for money. I mean, for us, they have that uh, Asian guy that's gonna have his own movie. (laughs) That's true. We got Shane Chi. I don't know. I can't remember his name. Is like Shane. Shane Yeah, Shane Chi or something. Yeah. Yeah. Shane. Shane. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm actually kind of curious about that one. Like, how are they are they gonna successfully pull off? smaller scale movie that hopefully they can get away from the CGI so much and actually rehabilitate the, the whole Mandarin concept into the MCU a little bit. We'll see. Well, yeah. um, I don't know. Uh, otherwise, 
all of the phase four announcements are kind of underwhelming. I don't know the, how they could avoid that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they're getting kind of wokey. So I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just gonna take it, gonna take it as it comes. To be honest, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not ready to write them off, but I'm also not like super excited by anything that's coming in. Includes the Disney Plus Marvel shows. I think the one I'd be most interested to see is probably the Hawkeye one, to be honest. Because hmm. yeah, because then isn't that one supposed to be set when he was in Japan as like a set during that time when they showed an end game when he comes when he's like, oh, I don't know. Is that it or is it some completed? Am I off on that? I I honestly I don't know. Hmm. Uh, it could be. I, I had heard that they were going to introduce Kate, the Kate Bishop character, who kind of becomes like his protege, mm-hmm. and take takes over the Hawkeye name. Like that's a big, massive mantle that has to be passed on. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Hawkeye's a cool character, but he's not doesn't have that symbolic quality to him. I think. Right. <laughs> yeah, mm. and I have to be completely honest when it comes to my cynicism comes out. I just, I, I, yeah, I um. Am I frozen or am I good? No, you're good. You're good. Oh, okay. Because I've been like trying to like my cynicism comes out because I just I feel like it's for me. Um, not only do I feel like it's like so much to take in at once, so many superheroes and whatnot, and like it kind of gets you kind of get bored of it and whatnot. But I feel like I've also <laughs> had it ruined. Mostly because a lot of the fans are like, "Oh, Marvel's the best." If you don't like Marvel, get out of here. But like, I I remember I I like I I'm careful making jokes now because I've been in conversations where it's like, pick your favorite Marvel superhero or villain, whatnot. And I'm like, I make a joke because I'm more of a DC fan. I jokingly say like, "Oh, I picked a Joker or something," and everyone's like, "No, you're supposed to pick Marvel." <laughs> I, I, I like, what's your favorite Marvel hero? Batman. <laughs> right. So there. <laughs> so since we're still on the we're still on the whole Marvel thing, what's your favorite uh or I guess your like top three favorite MCU movies? Hmm. Uh Winter Soldier. Definitely. Uh, with, okay. See, the problem with Marvel movies is they do kind of blend together. <laughs> yeah, that's the. I think that's the one weak point about them is. Yeah. They all look the same. Yeah, I'd say Winter Soldier, prob- probably Infinity War, because yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I agree with you. That's better than Endgame, even though I love the uh, I love I love the giant battle at the end of Endgame. Uh, and let's see here. Hmm. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess. Oh, I like that movie too. Yeah, yeah. The first one, the oh, second yeah. one was alright. Yeah, I say probably. I, I think those three are pretty good. Yeah, favorite three. Yeah, that'll work. Oh well, and it, actually, actually, if you include Homecoming, which I. I would because it is an MCU movie. Mm-hmm. I actually really like that. I thought Tom Holland was a fantastic Spider-Man. Yeah. So that might squeeze in there with an honorable mention sort of sort of situation. Um, okay. No, you guys want to get a little more on the uh, serious uh, po- political social commentaries? 
thing? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, what was that political question oh, that yeah. we got? Um, okay, this is from Jimmy. Do you guys hold more conservative views other than liberal or libertarian in some or a lot of issues? I guess it depends on the issue. I think it's going to depend on how you define libertarian as well. That's true because, mm -hmm. I mean, I know you, you've probably seen the libertarian purity thing going on where it's like, oh, well, you can't yeah. think that. Yeah, you know what's funny about that? People are like serious about that and then other people joke about it. Yeah, like, like you're not. It's like I'm the only real well, libertarian, I, or yeah. I you, joke yeah. about it because it happens too often. But yeah, when it comes to those things, where it's kind of weird because I've seen a lot of libertarians who can be okay. To me, it seems like there's two types of libertarians. There's mm -hmm. a type of yeah. libertarian who is like, okay, libertarianism is, is property rights and the non-aggression principle, and mm -hmm. whatever else you think, that's fine as long as you believe in those two things. Mm -hmm. Then you're a libertarian. Yeah. The mm -hmm. other libertarian that I've seen thinks that um, you also you pretty much have to be tolerant of everything, yeah. or else. Sorry, here wait. No, Misha, don't do that. <laughs> Sorry, my cat is trying to eat eat the computer cord, and this is not going to go well. Well, Stop. no, that's that's going to lead to some technical difficulties down the road. <laughs> yeah, it's fine because sometimes she's good, and and other and other times, like right now, she wants to bother us <laughs> yeah um, yeah but yeah yeah basically what yeah kind of going off of what she's saying you know there's that two tier libertarian or whatever and yeah it's that's why there's a lot of infighting because right you know um especially with, uh, with like you know immigration that's a big one abortion is another big one yep. uh which i'm sure i'm sure you've seen those types yep. of debates that libertarians yeah. have well i'm you know i think a woman should have the right to you know choose to abort the baby because you know the baby is you know their property or their you know it's my body my choice that whole thing and then there's also that well libertarians believe that you know non-aggression principle and then that the baby inside of you is a life right so if you abort it that would obviously be aggressing upon a mm -hmm. life yeah mm -hmm. so there's so, the, really fairly obvious yeah there's that um you know the two sides the, yeah the two sides and then with the immigration thing it's you know well property rights some people say well and also uh, there's libertarians who say that well the people should have the freedom to move or you know the freedom yeah of freedom movement, of movement basically. and then there's the other theory it's mostly by hop right hop, hop. yeah hans herman hoppe yeah yeah hoppe yeah that's right i can't ever pronounce his name anyway so <laughs> um it, it kind of stems from his theory where it's um property rights are sort of extended to country borders because you also have to think about the people who are already living in the, in that place. Do they mm -hmm. have the right to not let other people move to the place that they're already at? Yeah. It so, gets really complicated. Yeah, it's, autistic, it's, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Autistic. Cause there's that joke too, that libertarians are autistic. <laughs> True though. Yeah, you get into like is. the weirdest, like you start getting into these weird libertarian things that only libertarians would talk about. They're like, Okay, here's here's a good example. Mm -hmm. If you believe in property rights, what if you have a property, right? Right. And then someone builds their property around your property. Is that an aggression on your property? Because now you can't get out of your property? Yes. That was easy. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, and it's like, when would that ever happen in real life? 
but yeah. Yeah, because yeah. oh, you'd be surprised. Actually, that's why there are um that that's why in you know pro in property law and stuff you have there's easements and stuff uh, on on property a lot of times so that mm -hmm. to prevent exactly that sort of thing from happening because so you can't you can't legally lock somebody in by buying up all the property around them. You have to allow an easement at the very least so they can have a driveway. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I would think. Cause like yeah. that, that, that situation is already covered in existing law. Yeah. yeah. And some people are also saying with the whole Trump border wall thing, they're kind of saying that with, you know, they're the walls being built on property, you know, the, I guess, private property, private property. So yeah. the imminent, imminent domain is theft, but then mm -hmm. also, is not building a wall causing more right uh what do you call it like more violence because you have people being detained and stuff and instead of being deterred by a wall so it's kind of right. like we're split on a lot of issues as libertarians yeah, yeah the, mainly the immigration abortions the main one i guess um, also intellectual property yeah that's another that. standard versus um bitcoin, bitcoin yeah yeah so there's a lot of divisions i noticed the you know, I, the, the abortion and the immigration one, they're fairly well known. I've seen them a lot. I've noticed the intellectual property thing just coming up a little bit more often recently. I find that fascinating to me because, yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but if I create, say I create a comic book character, I'm sorry, but I would like to be able to determine how that's used, at least for right. a while. I think I... I I suspect, and I, I, I want your guys' thoughts on this. If the if this whole thing against intellectual property rights is kind of a backlash to the fact that okay, maybe we've probably gotten too stringent with intellectual property rights, so the where where like you know, you know Disney will come and sue will come and sue you if you use uh, a let it go in a YouTube in a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. You know, and the fact that you can extend copyright law now for like freaking 9,000 years into the future so that you're so, so that the, the clones of your great 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 grandchildren are still making money off of it hmm. you know I, I just wonder if it's a backlash to that sort of thing as opposed to like a real conviction that no everyone's ideas belong to everybody it's kind of hard for me to take a side on that because on one hand, I understand like if someone created something, even if it's not tangible, mm. it's still like it took work and it's value, you know. Mm -hmm. But then on the other hand, it's like, how far are you willing to go to protect that? So to me, it's like. Do you think with with that, the whole protection yeah. thing? Do you think there's like. How do how how can because, you? Because the internet is and, like. And to kind of go and like go back, you know, to do like um whatever that word is, I can't remember what it is now, but uh, a callback where we're talking about Marvel and Sony, you know, with the whole Spider-Man thing. Right. That's, that's a, I guess you could say that's an intellectual property because Marvel, I mean, technically you would set, you would think that Spider-Man is a Marvel property, right? Mm -hmm. Marvel and all that, but Sony yep. has the film rights to it. Yep. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, so so this is just it gets kind of, yeah, it gets kind of one of those, I don't know who, you know, so, you yeah. know, Marvel, they're saying, well, it's our character because, you know, Stan Lee and, and Jack yeah. Kirby and then all those people who created it, you know, they're the ones that created it. But then Sony is, well, we're the ones that can make the movies because, you know, we did the mm. other movies, whatever. And then we gave you, we gave you permission or we lended it to you for however, you know, well, five movies, I guess, as of right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. So maybe, you know, like with what you're saying, there's some kind of uh, protection. You know, how far are you willing to protect you? How far are you willing to protect your family? That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that situation is really complicated, um, especially since that happened in the 90s because Marvel sold the rights of Spider-Man to Sony to help get themselves out of bankruptcy. Bankruptcy, which, funnily enough, they also break bankrupt mostly because of Disney. Yes. Hmm. Just hilarious. Right now, out there, but um, yeah, it 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 does really get complicated when you enter situations like that. But it's like, uh oh, uh oh, Chris froze up again. <laughs> I, I, okay, for me, in an ideal world, you know, before people got like crazy with the copyright strikes to where now you can get copyrighted on Twitter because mm -hmm. that's a thing now. Yeah, in an ideal world. You know, there, there's, you know, the um, I, I, I forgot what, what the word is right now. But basically, you can, you can use the characters and whatnot as long as you are not making money off it or claiming you made it and whatnot. Fair use. Like right. in an ideal world, that would be the best thing. Like, okay, I made this character, so I can make money off of it. But if you want to make fan art or write stories with it, that's cool, because that you know so it's like that's an ideal world but it's like yeah it's when when you enter the more complicated situations it's kind of like okay hold up <laughs> i totally agree the whole ip thing has gotten it's it's gotten out of control mm -hmm. i would i would definitely agree with that but at the same time i definitely think ip should be protected and, that, yeah. and that, it also gets into okay what qualifies as ip yeah you know if i if I create a character, if I create a character, okay, that's an that's an IP. But you know, if I create the code for a new social media platform and make that code, is that still IP? You know, at what level do you stop thinking of it as IP and more as like a tangible product? And is there is there really a line between the two? Because I can't just go, well, I created a character in my head to get anything from that. I got to do work to make it something tangible yeah. in the real world. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing is just so complicated. Yeah, that's why I can't really pick a side. You have to pick that a side. Right? Choose. No stick sitting around here. And um, oh sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. And um, this funnily enough reminds me of something I've um kind of encountered with um. Years ago, in like pitching scripts and whatnot, they've actually had to establish like rules and whatnot of like how to do it, because there there have been times where someone submits a script and they get rejected, but someone who had a similar script got picked up, and it was made, and the per and the other person accused and sued the of well, you stole my idea, but you didn't want it in that has someone I like that's another Cause, cause they didn't, yeah that's another complicated because they didn't like they didn't uh what is it like, copyright the script or something or did it kind of this here's a script I wrote it even though you know whatever and then if you guys want to use it you can and it then someone used it too yeah that's yeah. possible well yeah I mean, well, you can independently with similar ideas mm -hmm. yeah well well for the most part it was more so like you would like it. It would be what, like sending a script to like an agent or a producer, 
to run that, see if they're they're interested and want to make it. And if they don't, they just send it back and don't do anything with it. And it, it's basically trying to sell to to kind of avoid like, hey, uh, we rejected this, but we accepted this one, which is coincidence. So, and we don't want to get sued because you think we stole your idea and didn't want to pay you for it. Hmm. Yeah. Or uh, I, I've known authors too that have posted examples of their work online and then some some Yahoo just blatantly steals it, just copy and paste it and claims it's their own. And like yeah. no. that, that does happen. No, they being yeah. Sick. yeah, that yeah. I, yeah, I think those, those kind of situations to me are very clear. Right. Right. Yeah. For them is usually obvious. So um I was reading the chat mm -hmm. and the person who asked the question clarified their question. Yeah. So I just wanted to read it, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, so Jimmy says, I should have phrased it as better for if society, wait, sorry, for society, if social conservatism was the defining policy, I guess, for society as opposing to having moderate or liberal social views. And I guess the answer to that for me would be, I, I guess for me personally, I have more conservative views for myself but i don't expect other people to do that because it's their freedom to um i guess choose those types of views mm -hmm. yeah that doesn't mean i can't judge them for it see, but and see know. that's the thing too because you you know you're, you're like that and people say well how come you're judging me you aren't you supposed i thought you're a libertarian you're how you, you know yeah, i'm like well i'm not preventing yeah. you from doing right. it right you can exactly. go ahead and do whatever you want. I don't agree. Gonna... It's like basically I don't agree with such and such life choices, you know, a lifestyle that you're making or, or whatever you're doing in your life. But mm -hmm. if that's what you're going to do, then go and do it, basically. Yeah. I, in all honesty, I think that's people do confuse, you know, no, I think you're wrong with you. Are you trying to take away my rights? No, mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And people, of course, think that, you know, the next up after you shouldn't ought to do that is, you know, stakes, you know, bur burning the witches at the stake. People think, you're really, like, you know, well, if you say this, like tomorrow, tomorrow, <laughs> right here. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, yeah. It, it, it's interesting that people, it, I would argue that part of being a libertarian is having the freedom to openly disagree but still accept the person's right to do it. Yeah. See, you're getting agree it. With that. Yeah. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah. I, I, guess I'm, I guess I'm one of those, those libertarians, quote unquote, that believes in just property rights and the non-aggression principle, whatever else you think is up to you. <laughs> doesn't mean that I can't judge you for it, but you know, so like, I don't smoke weed or anything like that, but I, would not be for, you know, laws that criminalize it because it causes more of a problem than when it's not criminalized. So what you're saying is you're not a real libertarian. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, okay. 
<laughs> if you're a libertarian, you're supposed to be smoking weed every single day of your life. Oh, I got that before. They're like, if you don't smoke weed, how are you a real libertarian? I'm like, you know what's funny too about that is whenever what? when you see people uh, make fun of libertarians and say, oh, you're just a Republican who smokes weed, and say, like, if only you knew who I it's am. Like, I don't smoke weed, but okay, yeah, thanks. Right. Yeah. Or that <laughs> other one too. Oh, you're a libertarian, so that means you're going to take away votes from uh from the Republicans and give it to the liberals. It's like, yeah, that worked out the last time. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Because look who's president right now. Thank <laughs> Gary Johnson. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, that find that particularly funny because that was that that was one of the things that people were really hoping would be another like big potential libertarian moment. Would be like, okay, let's face it, Hillary Clinton is crap, Donald Trump is crap. Maybe people will look at Gary Johnson and well, for summer, and yeah, and you know, meet in the middle, so to speak. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, that that didn't happen. Part of it because as Gary Johnson gives weird interviews. <laughs> yeah, but also because I mean, let's face it, the tribes are fairly well set, and even the people who don't like, even the people who aren't entirely satisfied with what their own tribe has chosen as the chief. They're still more afraid of the other tribe, right? I think it is breaking up more now. Like, there's a lot of people who are like politically lost, quote unquote, like in the middle. Ever, ever. They don't have a candidate who represents them, mm -hmm. and I think libertarians are kind of failing at that because there's a lot of libertarians who could pick up that, but yeah. they're picking candidates who don't represent. And you know what's funny about that? Yeah. Um, like when the whole Trump Hillary thing and you know Gary Johnson all that stuff. There were libertarians who were saying, well, we should vote for Donald Trump because he's going to be the best in terms of the options that we that we're presented with. He's going to be the best one to, you know, bring people for, to more freedom. Yeah, or whatever. But it seems like he, yeah. he to me, it seems like he ends up going like compromising on, on a lot of things that he said he would do. So exactly. to me, like. Yeah. How is that like a good option? So it's basically the same thing, whether and, you choose the other and, side. But, or but, not. And also with, you know, with Gary Johnson being a, a viable third candidate, it's like, yes, he did get the most votes of any third party candidate. If, if I remember correctly. Because it was Hillary and Donald right, right. Trump. But also, but also not just that. Name a Gary Johnson uh, policy that he came forth. Yeah, you exactly. can't name one. Exactly. Yeah, he, so, they picked the wrong person. Yeah, like with Donald Trump, his what was his, one of the main things he was talking about was immigration. You know, we get you know we got to do something about immigration. You know, or and, yeah. and also his foreign policy. We need to stop nation building. I mean, yeah, he was talking about destroying ISIS too. Yeah, I would be. I mean, if if he was actually going to follow through with all of the the things that he said about um, foreign policy, right. then. That would have sold me, you know. Like yeah, if I, I had think, voted I in, I the, think there's yeah, there's some because that's who, really important. And I mean, a lot of people run on anti-war stances, yeah. but then mm -hmm. when they become actual president, wow. then they can't follow through. Look what's happened with Tulsi Gabbard. A lot of libertarians are supporting her because of that, and also Andrew Yang because of the UBI thing. Yeah, but I feel like if either of them became president, I wonder how much would they would actually right. be able to get done. Wow. And and see, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you can go ahead. You were starting to talk first. Yeah, because I was going to say that, you know, like with um, with Ron Paul, like if he say he did actually become president, I don't like I'm sure he'd get a lot done. But then also with the Congress and, you know, and and, and, and all that stuff, mm -hmm. it, it'd be pretty hard, I think, because, I mean, yeah. you know, like, like she was saying, Trump's been compromised or just mm -hmm. he just doesn't have the gall to do what he said he was going to do. I mean, with the wall. 
you say, oh, Mexico's going to pay for it. And then I don't know if that's actually happening. I don't know. Tariffs, like, I but don't not really. Know. Yeah, tariffs, you know. But not really. You know, the the whole the whole Mexico pay for the wall. That was always stupid. He never should have said that. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was moronic. Yeah. I, I, I don't even get that. Right. Um, that's it. I, um, I actually just recently just watched a Tim Pool video talking about the wall a little bit. And he he went into the whole thing where you know no brand new wall has been built. Technically, mm-hmm. that's true. There is not a single inch of the border that has a new wall on it. However, he did go into this this section recently, uh, sixty miles that got upgraded. And before it was like a ten foot tall fence, and that was it. Yeah. Now it's like this eighteen foot tall triple layered monstrosity. <laughs> so he's like. Right. Technically, not new ground covered, but that new wall. <laughs> well, at least it's something, right? right. That's, a, yeah. that's a point. Uh, you know, it is it is something, and it may be kind of the one thing that can be done that's kind of flies under the radar a little bit because it's upgrading as opposed mm-hmm. to building new wall, which you know, anytime that gets mentioned, the media goes into a flipping tizzy. But yeah. yeah. You know, um, still, I, I do, I do think he's been screwing up by not, uh, by not actually following through on building new wall. And, I think yeah, he's and I, screwing that up. And I and think. I, oh, go ahead, Crystal. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, think Gabbard and and Andrew Yang and whatnot. It's it's not not only what they actually be that the libertarians like done into. The White House, not whether or not they just get done, but also I feel like there's so many other policies of Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang that go mm-hmm. against the libertarian ide- I, um, ideals and whatnot. That it's kind of like, okay, is is foreign policy enough to convince you to to go against all the other things you don't like, or it's like it's it's if it, it, no matter what you're kind of compromising with the candidate you vote for. You're either compromising or taking a risk. Well, I I think for a lot of libertarians, the anti-war thing is the biggest issue because that's what we spend a lot of money on. And pretty much like any president that we get is going to end up expanding government. To me, it seems like that's going to happen. Even yeah. with Trump, there's mm-hmm. a lot of spending going on. So... That's I, I feel like people are just really hoping for someone who would get us out of the wars because that's what kind of makes us still an empire, you know. And but I would also I would argue that, and you know I'm gonna say about this, there are there is evidence to suggest that's that true. Tulsi Gabbard is just doing this because she knows well everyone else has a platform or an issue they're gonna come forth. What am I gonna do? Oh, I'm a I'm a uh, I'm in the military, I'm a veteran. I'm gonna be the anti-war candidate because there's yeah. there are times where she was, you know, not anti-war. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. There are yeah. actual documented, and I mean, people might say like, "Oh, you're looking at a socialist website. How is that credible?" Well, she is more on the socialist side, so those are her people. Right. So yeah. there are people who are self-proclaimed socialists who are criticizing her for her foreign policy record, mm-hmm. and it's not totally clean. So there is so, some sort of doubt there that yeah. that's what you were talking yeah. about. But I mean, yeah. I mean, people have had change of hearts before. I mean, there's definitely people, you know, staying on the foreign policy thing, like Walter Jones. Had a, he had, I mean, you know, he's he's no longer with us, but he had a complete 
180 when it comes to all this because he was that he was one of the i don't know if he was, he was the guy or one of the guys who was like we need to change french fries to freedom fries and all that stuff oh and, i remember that that yeah, was one of those guys. and, and oh then my gosh, that was the best yeah he was one of those guys and then uh i don't know exactly i can't remember what it was exactly but he went 180 degrees like i feel like a piece of crap for saying we need to go to war in Iraq and all stuff. And then the whole, That's good, I guess. and then all that, he was like, I'm writing letters to these families. I'm, I, I'm so sorry, you know? And he, it was like his big issue after that. Like he had a, like, it was like a legit change yeah. of heart, you know? Well, then, I'm sorry. Yeah. What was his name again? Walter Jones. Walter Jones. Okay. Yeah, Republican. <laughs> I remember the freedom fries thing. I remember, oh my gosh. Yeah. When, when France didn't want to, <laughs> did, didn't want to jump on board with us uh, yeah. going into Iraq again. And like, yeah, there's no freedom fries. It's, it's freedom fries and freedom toast. I'm like, is it freedom onion dip now? What the, how far are we taking this stupidity? Right. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> this is the most petty and name crap. Uh, and it's only gotten worse since then. <laughs> yeah. And continuing on the political track, if you two don't mind going over our usual time just a little bit, Jimmy sent in another question. Okay. <laughs> he, um, he asked, okay, but in that case, if one says you can do whatever you want, he does not prevent of society, culture, family, and morals. I think for most libertarians, okay, most libertarians like me who would believe in non-aggression principle and uh, property rights and everything else is up to you, to me, it seems like social pressure would be the easiest way yeah. to keep like your community in line. And I, you, like a lot of people say that that's a bad thing, but it's not necessarily a bad are thing. Are you suggesting that they should succumb to peer pressure? Well, I mean, it's been, it's, yeah. if you just look at the left, <laughs> if you look at the left, that's what they're using to get people this, to, yeah, that's to true. go in yeah. line with their line of Especially thinking. with culture. Yeah, yep. in terms of culture. Because conservatives um, ain't doing anything. Well, they're yeah, trying, but they're not. They're know. a little bit behind. Oh, they're yeah, they're way behind. So I think um, that's one thing that the left has down, like social ostracism and everything like that. They they get people on their side to believe oh, whatever so, they oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll yes, I'll do what you – and then they're still – Yeah, and I know I, I know that's like not, not the greatest thing or whatever because a lot of people end up being politically lost or whatever. But I think as long as you're voluntarily – like choosing your community, then social pressure would work within yeah. that community. Because I, I do get, you know, those, and I'm sure Jimmy probably is in that category. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Correct me if I am, but he's probably one of those people that says, well, I'm a social conservative. I want everyone else to be socially conservative because, you know, look at how society is right now, you know, with all the mm -hmm. stuff, like, you know, like you were saying, all the stuff that's happening with our culture, entertainment, mm -hmm. you know, and the, the wokeness, if you mm -hmm. will. Um, it's not a good thing. Yeah, because some people would say that, you know, with all the the violence that's happening and, you know, in society right now, you know, especially with all the, the, the uh, you know, I'm not going to say it or whatever, but all the violence that's been happening, you, you, I'm sure yeah. you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Some would say because of the family breakdown, you know, that's, that's one a big of part the, of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big part of it. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I would, you know, here's the thing there is no government policy that you can have that will that 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 will that will, or, or combination of policies that are going to prevent the breakdown of culture 
if people move away from the, that basic sense of morality and principles and stuff that initially held uh, a given culture together. It just won't happen. If the, if the people start to move away from it, it will break down. It doesn't matter what the government does. And in fact, having too stringent government policies sometimes creates that very situation. It creates the backlash. That's one reason why, like you were saying, the social pressure is actually much more effective, but there's different kinds of social pressure too. There's, you know, there's the highly negative social pressure that you were getting from the, uh, fr from the woke police these days, where it's like, no, no, you can't say that. You can't do the, all of that. You know, you can't shop here because they once donated to somebody that, that you know, that sort of thing, you know, where it's just gotten completely and utterly ridiculous. Uh, but there's also what I would say positive social pressure, which is just simply people going about and living good and, and living good up, you know, to, to use a, to use cliches, uh, to use actually good upright lives that are, that adhere to a certain set of principles that work, that have been shown to work, but also don't go about forcing it on other people. It's, you know, attract, you know, you're attracting as opposed to, you know, as opposed to imposing. And that's very hard to do. Um, it's only been done successfully a handful of times in all of human history, and it always unfortunately breaks down. Though, um, the, the, the first time I'm aware of that something like that happened in human history was the conversion of the Roman Empire to Christianity because that initial group of Christians, they had no tools whatsoever with which to, to influence their neighbors whatsoever except the example of their own lives, and it eventually converted an empire. Uh, again, uh, with the fall of the Soviet Union, uh, specifically in Poland, uh, specifically with the fall of communism in Poland with the Solidarity Movement, there was a completely nonviolent revolution. And again, it was done simply through attracting people through, the, through their own example. And that's, mm -hmm. but again, eventually these things break down because we get involved yeah. in, we get involved in, because we're human, we get involved in power and ego and this, that, the other thing. All societies rise and fall, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think we're just seeing, I think we're just seeing, honestly, I think we're on the downward slope of this particular society. I just, that's why yeah. I also think that some, some negative reinforcement is okay socially because mm -hmm. um, like, I don't know, like some things are. It's true. Some things are so bad. It's like, no, you, you have to. Yeah. I, I yeah. Agree. But um, I heard, I can't remember who said it. I think it was brave the world. She has a really good YouTube channel, but she said one of the best ways to spread liberty is to have children and teach them your values. Yeah. Because those mm -hmm. the children that you have will trust what you're saying, you know, if you are a good parent and everything, and you'll be able to spread the message of liberty without, you know, infringing on on like other what, people's But what if those values are bad? Quote unquote bad. What do you mean? The like, values of liberty are bad? Well, no, I'm just saying what if the values aren't liberty? What they're saying, oh yeah, you can. Hey, the people who the people who want to like spread like socialism, socialism, and all that other stuff, mm -hmm. 
they don't even want to have kids because of climate change. So, you know, I think oh, we're yeah. kind of winning there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. This is entirely accurate. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And for the most part, uh, the people who are having the kids are the people who do have um, a social, who do have a socially conservative bent, who do have when it comes to policy, a more liberty minded bent than the people that aren't having the kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it, just by that alone, eventually, it will build up, but that's also why they put on so much social pressure to recruit their next generation. They don't birth their, they don't raise their next generation. They recruit their next generation. And yeah. that's where, you know, people who are, are of a more liberty minded bent do need to really step up their game as parents and make sure that they're doing their own, that they're doing uh, their, their fair share when it comes to making sure their children are educated because yeah. uh, eventually, I mean, I'm, I'm old enough. I've got, I've got kids in, I've got one kid in high school. Well, I've got a couple of kids in high school now. Goodness. I'm getting old. <laughs> I've got, a, I've got a couple of kids in high school and I've got all the way down to preschool. So I'm at, at all different ages and I've definitely noticed holes in their, uh, I've definitely noticed holes in their education that right now I'm trying to fill. Hmm. Yeah, it's good. Cause like, Either, either you're them, which is like a lot, a lot of work, or you have to unschool them and like fill the gaps, like mm -hmm. what you're saying, like within yeah. the stuff that they're taught, because they're not taught everything. Yeah. They're only mm -hmm. taught what the government wants them to know. What mm -hmm. Oh, not how to do your taxes? Well, I know we don't like taxes, but we yeah, gotta, no, uh... we're not taught that. We're not taught how to do anything important, <laughs> right? But, you know, two plus oh, yeah. That's a, that's entirely true. Now, um. Uh, go through the same thing. I see another thing from Jimmy. I don't think he's quite done with this question. Uh, here it is. <laughs> uh, basically, the courts have, in my opinion, been misinterpreted, have misinterpreted the separation of church and state, made churches having no impact on government, which I think was the opposite of what it originally was. I think there's probably more to this. Um, I would, I, I agree with what Jimmy's saying here that, yeah, they, they've, they've gone completely off the rails with what that was supposed to mean. Um, but uh, I, I actually am going to push back on Jimmy just a little bit there. He says the government can't regulate morality. Every law is, in some sense, a regulating morality. I mean, you don't say you, you can't murder people unless you think murder is bad. It's a, it's a moral decision. Yeah. You know, you don't say you, there's speeding laws because you think speeding is too dangerous and puts other people at risk, and that's a bad thing. It's all a moral judgment, right? I mean, yeah, and people yeah. still eat, people still murder, steal. Yes, you know, yeah. yeah. But yeah. that gets right to what Nico was saying that there does need to be a negative reinforcement aspect. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of like a healthy society, I think, and I, I that's the one thing where I disagree on the left with. Or in, in some left-wing libertarians too, where they say that you can't judge anyone for anything. But I feel like if you don't judge anyone for anything, then you can't have like some standard of society. It's, it's kind of yeah. In. It's kind of like you have like those blinders or you know mm -hmm. blinders on, or whatever. You're just like looking straight ahead, and there's all this stuff happening here yeah. that you don't like. But you're like, I don't care. Blah 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 blah. You know, you're, <laughs> you know, you're just like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you yeah. it just doesn't, it doesn't only mean that you have to do like whatever they're telling you to do, but you just need to consider it, you know? Yeah. And, and to kind of enter the territory of 
situations that would never happen, but let's explore them anyway. Like when it comes to like the no judgment thing. So if Bobby down the street street murders his wife, I can't judge him for that because that's wrong to do. Like he, like are we not supposed to judge judge murder, rape, theft? You know the these situations that are clearly and obviously bad. Are we not? supposed to judge them because oh no just just focus on yourself don't don't bother with anyone else it's, it's just it's kind of like eh, i don't know i'm gonna judge judge someone if they if they like went all ted bundy on their neighborhood like yeah that's that's a good point like i feel like if something is obviously wrong you should be able to judge someone for that mm-hmm. yeah i mean and here's yeah. the thing everyone does you know, the most loving yeah. libertarian should be going, well, you know, you just violated the ever-living hell out of the nap, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? They're pr- in public, they're probably saying that, but I bet you inside or in private, there's, ju- I mean, they you can tell, even though they say that, they're judging all the time anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. They're, like, borderline, like, I don't know, like, are you, if someone's taking welfare or something and they're, they're not looking for a job. I've right. seen, there's a lot of people yeah. I know who are like that. It's like on, on the outside, I'm just like, okay, good good for you. Just keep doing whatever you're doing because I don't want to get involved. But right. on the inside, it's kind of like, I wish you would take more initiative, you know. But yeah. does that make me I a had a neighbor. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, had a, I had a neighbor like that. Um, so she was having a conversation with, with my wife and met, mentioned uh, – this was during, this was back during the recession when Obama was president, and she was all, "Wow, I really hope Congress extends the unemployment benefits because otherwise I'm going to have to go get a job." I'm like, "Like, well, isn't really? that shouldn't that be a goal? I yeah. don't know." Yeah, getting a job. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, if you need the money, go get a job, work for it. Like, you know, I am, like your husband is. <laughs> You know, because it wasn't like her husband wasn't working. He was out, he was out working. Uh, you know, it's like if you think you need the extra money, go get a job if you're perfectly capable of it. You know, I, I see that too, though, with like uh, where I work. There's a lot of contractors uh, who come and go depending on different projects. And I know a lot of them, they'll go and they'll do a project for a few months or whatever. And then just go on unemployment and go and draw unemployment for a couple of months and not even try to find another job. I'm like. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know who's paying for that? I am. Yeah, soaking it yeah. all. And they're like, thanks so much for the money. I really appreciate it. Like, no, that's my money. Give it back to me. Exactly. It's like, thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> that, actually, that actually gets back to something. I know we're over our time, but I do have um, actually one question I kind of want your guys' thoughts on. You brought, you brought them up earlier. What is the deal with why do libertarians like Andrew Yang? I mean, it's like, why? Because he's offering free stuff and there's a big contingent of libertarians that like, yes, please, free stuff. <laughs> you know, the UBI thing, I don't, why, why does that work for libertarians? He, well, he asked, um, why are, Sorry, why are some libertarians or why do some libertarians like Andrew Yang so much? You know, I don't really understand that. I think it's mostly left leaning liber- or left wing libertarians. There's some people who believe that it's unavoidable that automation will take over and people will yeah. lose mm-hmm. 
like, you know, it will be such a dramatic change that people will lose jobs mm-hmm. and not have anywhere to go in, in the transition period. So they believe in UBI, yep. but I don't know if it's um, exclusive to libertarians. I would say it also overlaps with some of the MAGA people and some of the people who were Bernie bros who converted to MAGA people after the mm-hmm. DNC in 2016. Yeah, right. So I don't know if those are all the same people or what. I, I, I'm sure one, one of the biggest things I've seen draw people towards Andrew Yang is the fact that he's the most, um, like he, not, not to overuse this word because the other ones are really trying hard to be relatable, but like he's the most relatable, like down to earth one that there is. And I, I see that's a lot of what's drawing people into him. I would say. Uh, he's also an entrepreneur, you know, like he has his own business, if I remember correctly, you know, so that kind of like yeah. to libertarians, I guess that's, you know, some, oh, you know, that's he a, believes in capitalism. yeah, well, yeah, sort of, yeah. Maybe. So I, 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 I maybe, maybe in terms of economic and the business standpoint, I guess there's something there. Um, I don't know. To uh-huh. me, he, he, to me, he's just a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just okay. a, to like him because you're Asian. I don't care. How don't, dare you? Like, <laughs> Like okay, so like I like Tulsi Gabbard, but that's She's one fourth Asian. You know what's funny though? It's like I like Tulsi Gabbard, but that's like saying I like you know, I like this piece of shit better than this piece of shit. It's like they're all crap, yeah. me at least. You know, so it's, right. Uh, yeah. That's kind of yeah. That that, that was kind of uh, Josie's an- answer when we had her on right, right. talking about the same sort of thing. Is like because yeah. like, she was getting some flack with uh, saying that you know she. Would hope that Yang or, or Gabbard would would win the uh, the the Democrat nomination. Yeah. Like, you're, you're supporting them? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, if I have if I have to have one of these idiots, I hope it's one of these idiots. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, be less idiotic. Yeah, because the system's not going to change tomorrow. No. Yeah, unless something catastrophic happens, you know, like you know, the, the sweet meteor death comes over and destroys us all, you know. Well, well and you know, the truth is, is <laughs> it would, I, I think it would almost take something catastrophic like that to significantly change things at this point. Because, um, again, as I was thinking about, uh, you know, Jimmy's question, it really, you don't get the kind of society that can hold on to a certain set of principles for a really long part of time unless it's small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that ain't happening anytime soon. Yeah. There's there's no way to get there from here without a whole lot of people dying in the process. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Yeah. At least no no earth no earthly way that I could think of. Barring divine intervention, we're looking at sweet meteor death. <laughs> something, yeah. yeah I mean, something. We, have, we did interview the sweet meteor death, and he said that he's coming in 2020. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <sighs> well, one can hope. He's been letting me down so far. I mean, I'm disappointed. He needs to seriously adjust his flipping trajectory. He's just biding his time. He's like, I'm just, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for that Joe Biden to be the nominee. That's when I'll strike. Yeah, because <laughs> can you imagine if Joe Biden just kept running for president, even if he didn't get it this time? Like he just kept running until no. he was like, Hey, Joe Biden, who was your president again? Oh yeah, that's right, your boss. Because he doesn't remember anything anymore. He doesn't even remember Obama's name. Like at this point, I, you know what? No. I, Joe Biden be the nominee because it's gonna be hilarious watching you and Trump go at it. Watch these two dummy idiots going at each other. It's gonna be great. Oh, I, 
I decided a long time ago, I am here for the show. Uh, that's that's why I'm here. I'm mm-hmm. just it, entertain me. Exactly. By our politics anymore. I, yeah. I expect to be either, I try to not be enraged. I'm just here to be entertained. Isn't that, isn't that sad though? Like we're just there to be entertained. And then yeah. once it's all over, we're like, oh yeah, that's right. Policies actually come real life. Yeah. I, oh, now they're going to vote on this shit. Oh, yeah, it's like, oh son of a bitch. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. yeah. As long as he doesn't bring Obamacare 2.0 or whatever he was trying to do. Oh, yeah. He was like, happened. if you like your health insurance, you can keep it. It's like, yeah, we're falling for that again. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember when he threw that line out there. It's like, all right. I, Joe, <laughs> you're my president, buddy. Come on, come on now. <laughs> you're gonna be nothing. You know what? Now that I think about it, he is the perfect candidate because he's so stupid. Nothing's ever gonna happen. That's a good point. Maybe we should vote for him because nothing's gonna happen. But you know what, though, something we haven't mentioned is the fact that there are Republicans who are gonna run against Donald Trump as well. Oh, Joe Walsh. Joe oh, yeah. Walsh and Bill Weld, and there was that other Bill guy. Bill Weld. He was trying to be a libertarian. I'm a libertarian for life. Except for that, I want war. Because by life, I mean the life of a fruit fly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Oh, yeah, and the, of course, there's Joe Walsh. That's, that's the thing that's not going to happen. Um, and actually, the last last question before I let you guys get out of here. It's old news, but I'm kind of what, – what's your opinion on the whole Justin Amash situation? Oh, no. <laughs> I know. It's old, it's old news. I didn't prep you for it at all. You know what? I mean, I like him, and I think, you know, if he feels the way he feels in terms of, you know, Trump being impeached. Right. I mean, I just don't know about this particular situation because, you know, you the mean whole, the Russian collusion. Yeah, the Russian collusion thing. It's just, yeah. you know, I don't know. And it's, like I, it's so obviously not true with the Russia collusion thing. Yeah. To there's me, a lot it's of, like, yeah. why would you pick that issue? It feels like you're just pandering to people to, to get support. Yeah. And like, it, it, it sucks, though, because we know people who are libertarian or maybe not libertarian who do like Justin Amash, you know, he's. Yeah. A, and I, I like him yeah. as you know, like what he stands for and everything other than the, the Russia collusion thing. Like if he would have went mm-hmm. after Donald Trump for like war crimes or something, maybe that would be different, but right. Right. You know, but then every time they ask him, whenever he's asked, Hey, you were president. Well, yeah, he I'm never gives sure. a, he, it's always wishy-washy, very pol- you know, political, which I guess he's a politician. So that's kind of expected. Right. It yeah. wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if he, if he announces he's running for president as like a libertarian or, yeah. Kind of other party, or maybe even a Republican, like last minute or something. I think it would be a bad. I think it would be a bad call this time around. It's, it's, it's not as. It's certainly not his time for that. Yeah. And like I said, he he definitely time. If he was thinking that, he timed his break with the Republican Party wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should have waited probably until right after the turn, of, right after the turn of the year. To do that, and then that way his he gets that uh, media attention going right into a campaign. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, that I don't know. Uh, and again, the whole I, I agree with the whole Russian collusion thing. It's like that's going to be your thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's that's a bad call. And again, if you think he should be impeached, 
br bring up articles of impeachment. Do it. Right. Yeah, it's like, don't just like whine about it and say that Russia collusion, blah, blah, blah. And then like the whole Mueller report thing, like during the hearings, when they were asking him questions, Mueller was like, well, you just need to read the report. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, thanks. why did we even bring you here? What the thanks hell? Thanks a lot. You know? oh, that, that is exactly what he said he would do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not coming anything beyond what's in the report. So, but, but then like, for me, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. For me, it's, it's, it's like they keep trying to double down on the same thing, trying to, it, 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 it's a quote, the definition and the same thing over and over again is all dealing with this whole Russian collusion thing. It's like, yeah. okay, guys, we didn't get him with this Russian collusion accusation. I know we'll accuse him of colluding with Russia. That'll get him. That'll get everyone. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like they're, they're like DeVito in the time. Hit me. <laughs> hit me again. Right. Hit me again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with Amash, you know, I mean, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say this right, but you know, I, I don't, I, I mean, him going against the Republican Party, that was a pretty ballsy thing, I guess. You know, because that's his party, right? Or well, that just, just proves to me that he yeah. has to run as a libertarian. Yeah, though, yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, well, you know, that's that's pretty ballsy yeah. move for you to go against him because. He got a lot of flack for that, yeah. and, and credit and credit to him for that. And for the record, I actually I was not happy with the way that the Republicans treated him. Oh yeah, he came out. I was like, come on, guys, right? Relax, just a little bit. He's got a diff. He has a differing opinion. Mm -hmm. So what? It's not the end of the world. <laughs> I mean. You have uh, Rand Paul, who's you know more libertarian. I mean, obviously there are you know some libertarians out there who aren't very happy with Rand Paul. who don't like him all that much, but mm -hmm. he's a more libertarian-leaning Republican. Then you have also Thomas Massey, who's probably even more libertarian-leaning than Rand Paul, maybe. Right. Yeah. But he's still a Republican. Yeah. Uh, for now, maybe he'll <laughs> change his mind I, and become a Republican. Yeah. Everybody. The one thing I really liked when I when we talked to Josie about this issue, the redhead libertarian. Mm -hmm. Um what the democrats are doing um like the socialists the democratic right. socialists are are pretty much infiltrating the democratic party and yeah. i feel like on the other on the other hand a lot of people are more libertarian leaning than like traditional conservative i guess mm -hmm. so i feel like the libertarians would have a good shot like infiltrating the the republican party right. yeah because that yeah Cause that was, she was saying that, yeah. that like when we asked her about that she said that that would be her strategy and i think that's pretty smart and yeah i mean like you were saying with the democrats like the progressives and the, and the socialists even they're doing a pretty good job oh I mean, yeah i mean some of the more moderate or the established democrats are like oh hell no we don't want these people in our party and then with the republicans like i guess i mean are libertarians actually doing a good job infiltrating them because no, i don't not really, really know because i don't really think they they're are. still stuck on the on the purity test right of the libertarian yeah and that's party. why the libertarian party is a Fuck yeah. it. Now, I think, you know, see, that's been the strategy of many for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the very least, going back to Ron Paul. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that was kind of his plan, try to change the party from within. Now, where I see, I see the big flaw that, well, other than what you guys just pointed out with, there's a, still a lot of inf infighting in the libertarian world. I think 
developer team world may actually just wind up splitting into its two component parts. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get the progressives that don't like taxes. And then you're going to get, you know, the people that are just much clo much closer to what conservatives actually are, as opposed to, you know, Republicans aren't necessarily conservative. <laughs> put it that way. There's, I would I would say there's a big split between what a, especially somebody's part of the Republican machine. Mm -hmm. There's definitely a split between them and what a conservative is. Right. It's like neocons versus conservatives, basically. Yeah, yeah. And most uh, right-leaning libertarians are kind of like, are for the most part, just good conservatives. For the most part, with a few other differences that I can see in there. Like, you know, oh, like, an old school conservative isn't necessarily gonna, you know, be rah rah with the legalizing weed and all of that. But for the most part, I mean, eh, not the hill and dying on them either. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in any case, uh, where I was going was other than the infighting, the other thing is there does tend to be or seem to be too much of a reliance on a superstar. You know, on a Ron, yes. on a Ron Paul, on a Justin Amash, as opposed to doing the hard work of infiltrating it from the ground up, which is exactly what the socialists have done. Mm -hmm. That's true. You know, this is not a thing that has happened overnight. It happened gradually until, again, to use another currently popular cliche, until it happened gradually until it happened all of a sudden. Mm. That's true, because they have a lot of people who are democratic socialists in the, in the Democratic Party now, mm -hmm. and that's how they're able to back each other up. Yep. Whereas... On the right, we don't have that as much. We're more yeah, it's fractured. Like, yeah, it's, it's like you know, like you were saying with Ron Paul. He's a, I mean, he's a massive superstar. Every, almost every single libertarian you speak, you know, you'll speak to, is like, oh yeah, Ron Paul's the reason I became a libertarian, or at least you know went yeah. that direction. And then the conservatives, but, yeah, aren't one hundred percent behind him or behind Rand Paul, right, or anything like that. Right. So, yeah, because you know, it, I mean, Ron Paul's still working. He's still, you know, he has his institute, all that. But other than that. Like, you who know. else are we going to... Like, I mean, yeah. I guess the ones you mentioned were Amash and um, Thomas Massey, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But other but that's than just that, a handful of people. Yeah, like, on the left, they have the four... The squad. the squad yeah i mean got, i know a lot Bernie of people you know what yeah and i know a lot of people hate them but i mean they're getting things every done. single day there's something about them and it's just i don't know if it's just a distraction or maybe there's they have some legit points i don't know i have no idea but, but they're getting attention they're getting yeah they're getting attention they're i mean even their own party is like i don't I don't know about these four people. We're just, but then you know, a lot of the young people are resonating with them yeah, for some reason. Yeah. And that's kind of the point, you know? Right, because AOC so. knows how to uh, make macaroni and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it's gluten-free macaroni and cheese, okay? Right. Yeah, that's like, uh, is that is that paleo mac and cheese? Is that, cheese, is that real cheese, so it's not dairy-free, so it's not paleo. So I can't be behind that. And mm -hmm. she also didn't add any bacon, so I'm kind of offended. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just the kind of infiltration you're talking about is the work of a generation. That's true. Yeah. And I'm not even joking. It, it is legit the work of a generation. You won't see results for 10, 10 15, 20 years. Yeah. And that's kind of why of, like the point of like having children and teaching them your like the values of liberty. It kind of takes a generation to change yep. that kind of thing. So that's mm -hmm. kind of in my opinion, the best way to spread liberty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and also kind of talking about the Libertarian Party, like 
I, w- I mean, I would love to see a not just Democrat and Republican. That's it. Like, what if the Libertarian Party was a, you know, a major party? Like, oh, a Libertarian could actually become president. Like, they might actually become president. But then also, what if you're one of those people who don't like voting at all? And you're just like, I don't give a crap who any of these people are. I don't. I feel like a lot of people would change their mind, though, if there was someone who represented them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, I think like the Eric Julys of the world don't do voting because. Right. Exactly. They're like, all these people mm-hmm. are it's all horrible. Why bother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I can see that. Yeah. But I think uh, we are way over our normal time, guys. <laughs> oh, no, no. Thank you, no, thank you okay. for your patience in uh, entertaining all of these questions and everything. Crystal, do you have anything before we uh, head out? Mm, nope, not really. All right. Then. It was a blast. As always. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Shane and Nico, any final thoughts? Uh, just a final thought is that we need to have both you guys on our podcast. That would be awesome. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah oh, we'll schedule awesome. that after we're our work. Yeah, we can see what we can do with that. But yeah. I, yeah. So, yeah, we have, like you see, was saying, our podcast, what's happening? What's <laughs> ah, happening? Uh, ah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's our, our YouTube channel and then like in our podcast and follow us on Twitter, especially her because she's awesome and I'm just there. So. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I recommend following them both on Twitter, actually, especially since you don't want to, you know, you don't want to create any, you know, any, any wedges, any divides there unnecessarily. So definitely follow uh, both Shane and Nico on Twitter. You could definitely find them in the, uh, out there and uh, yeah. watch their podcast when they come back with it. And w- did you guys have a plan for when, when you're going to get going with it again, or is it just kind of like soon? We're starting again tomorrow. Cause our podcast Great. usually goes live on Mondays. Okay. Mondays at eight central. Yeah, on YouTube, yeah. Um, but yeah, we've been just traveling a lot. So that's why we've missed, we missed like last week at episode and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I love me a little traveling. I've been doing a lot of that myself, but I've had Crystal to help, you know, mind the store while I'm while I'm away. So yeah, that worked. Mm-hmm. Two co-hosts who have like the ability to like take over when one's absent. Exactly, exactly. And Crystal's done a fine job, whatever that's been necessary. So uh, on that note, guys, thanks for coming on, and we're happy to be the ones to kind of welcome you back to the YouTube world. Thank you. And until then, uh, stay cool down there. And, oh, um, for everybody watching, next week we're going to uh, have none other than the uh, Princess of the Multiverse, Faith Moore, back on the show. So until next time, uh, keep fighting the good fight.